Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 commercial free minutes for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice, this is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story. The debate, presidential debate, is scheduled for Thursday, and they are going to mute the candidates to eliminate the kind of S show they had last time. And furthermore, the Hunter Biden emails laptop promised to be a big debate topic. I don't know if they'll go there. Sometimes we don't get where they tell us we're going. I don't know. But that continues to be a big story. The debate thing, here's where it's going to cause problems. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of problems that come from it. You can make arguments after the fact saying that you were getting muted at times that you weren't supposed to get muted. To bring up the Biden thing, anytime Trump might try to bring it up, because they have the categories that they give them prehand. Here's what we're going to talk about. And on that list of things is not anything about Hunter Biden. So what Trump would likely do would bring it up anyway, like Pence and Kamala were doing during their debate. And this eliminates that possibility. If someone starts bringing up something outside of topic, are they going to hit the mute button? And I bet that ends up being what happens. That is a good point. Or it'll, I mean, possibly, and it'll have a, like it'll be the mute will be totally algorithmic or protocol or whatever based and they'll say and Trump will bring it up at the end and then he'll get muted and the right will say that it was being suppressed because yeah. that is that is the issue that prompted for example Bill Barr filed an antitrust suit against Google today or Trump does bring up the Hunter Biden thing and he does get it out there and Biden laughs it off as Russian disinformation. And then after the debate, the story is about how they did not use the mute button they had in place to silence this Russian disinformation Trump was spreading out there. So they could use it to let Trump talk about it. That way they can continue to brand this as Russian disinformation, which is the most the craziest thing about this story is that even Biden's campaign spokesperson is saying nobody's denying the, the the emails. Nobody's saying they're inauthentic. Nobody's even commenting on the content of the emails. They're just saying it's Russian disinformation. You spoke to this a little bit yesterday, but this to me is a demonstration of the curriculum that they're putting into the schools, which is going to be teaching about disinformation, misinformation, and the whole thing is going to be trust these sources, don't trust those sources, despite what the content is. And here's what we're seeing. We're seeing an attempt to discredit information that nobody is even trying to push back on the actual content of it. It can be absolutely true and yet false at the same time if it comes from this source that we have branded to be bad. Well, I feel like there's something uh, going on here with that in that if you have the if there's a deeper there's a deeper truth from just facts or facts, you know, facts or facts, but truth is truth. So you can take the facts, but even in school and stuff, it's and, and I know this like they will chill your thought. There are some things that you could not say as a student in school without being ridiculed or even punished. So what they're what they, there's a certain there are truths that are immoral that you cannot say. And this and and 
you know, sometimes they're racial, sometimes they're gender, sometimes, or not even, I'm not even going to say that rise to the level of truths. I'm going to say there are questions you can't ask because the answer, it doesn't matter what the truth may be. What it matters is the moral answer. So you don't have to ask certain questions. That's how they get, that's how the PC stuff, how the identity stuff works is that it suppresses questioning more than anything else. And that, so I think we're being schooled in the fact that there are some some facts that are not relevant. It's the moral truth of it. And this Biden thing, it goes all and then you've got that next layer where you have the taint agent, the taint agent, which is a big part of this. Yeah. And. Allowing this truth to get out yet muting it at the same time, it's kind of goes parallel to muting the person who's not speaking during the debate. The truth is out there, yet it's still muted because people won't even look at it because it's coming from a source that has been branded as horrible. And you actually, a long time ago, when we were talking about the impeachment, we were talking about that phone call between Trump and the Ukraine guy where he was talking about the Bidens. You said this is being brought out here to to save Biden, to cover this up for Biden. And that appears to be exactly what is happening. Pretty blatantly. And, you know, your idea that this muting it like um, it comes out, but then it's muted. Actually, it's important to bring it out and taint it and to make it where the reaction from the people you like, right? Not you, but the people on the left who make you feel good about yourself because orange man bad and everything that we say is good. They are modeling the kind of knee jerk reaction they want you to have. So they want the information to go out there. This particular information, I agree. It's about tainting. It's about yeah. actually saving Biden from jail, I think, and has been, I think that's why he ran in the first place. But they are modeling for you. It's like if you have a shock collar on your dog, they, or even just other kinds of ways you train a dog, it, you look for opportunities for correction. If you could actually create an opportunity for correction, right. yeah. you could train your dog a lot faster. Yeah. yeah. And you that's catch what this is. You in the act and you, you correct Yeah, it's like, did you think that was true for a minute? Did you look at New York Post and think that that was true? Did you read that headline? Bad doggy, bad. Yeah. yeah the, we've seen all these panel discussions and a lot of the Rockfin videos where they use this term, inoculate. We need to inoculate the public from this Russian disinformation. I mean, that's exactly what they say, inoculate from Russian disinformation. I think this is the inoculation process that we are seeing right now. We are Maybe they're testing the inoculation, maybe they're implementing it, but this truth, this thing that is not even, they're not even yes. attempting to disprove it. They're just acknowledging that it's out there, but the public is still being inoculated from it. You know, I almost wonder if the reason that they're doing it, because I absolutely don't believe this is some battle between Giuliani and... Uh, Podesta, you know, whatever, like these people behind the scene. I don't think it's that at all. I think those guys do scrum it up over the corners and the, they want the money and stuff like that. But I do think, or at last time I looked, there was what looked to be, there is there are factions in Ukraine and they are looking into this. I mean, those Biden-Poroshenko tapes did come out and they came out after the Trump-Zelensky tapes. So, of course, if you front run something like that, it's like if you watch the serial killer forensics files or whatever, if you find them, if you find the bodies in the wrong order, you can misread the pattern or you can think, you know, if you if you know there's a serial killer and you want to kill somebody, go ahead and, you know, make it look like it's 
you know, confuse the issue by putting the other stuff out there first. And I think that's what they did. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- Six five three eight eight three eight, And I also want to add that Neighbors 2021 seed packs, their organic seed packs, and their cool weather seed packs are all now available online at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. And that coupon code PROP will get you 10% off. So be sure and check that out. Sounds like they're poisoning the well by like bringing the issue with Trump and Ukraine first poisoning the well in the minds of a large portion of the public so that they reject the information about Biden in total. And it will absolutely look like the Biden thing that the right is making a big deal about the Biden thing because the left made a big deal about the Trump thing. But I actually think they set up that weird Trump call because they knew this Biden call. I mean, that thing was already in the bag. Like that thing existed already. But the last thing I will say about all of this is that truth is no defense. Truth is no defense. So facts are facts, but truth is truth. The real, the real true facts do not help you if you're caught in one of these, like, I think of Al Franken. Didn't, wasn't Al Franken, is that his name? Or Frankel? Franken. Al Franken, yeah. Yeah. So I believe that he was just kidding when he like, whatever. I don't even know if he grabbed her boobs while she was sleeping or just pretended that he was. Like, it was a joke. He was a comedian. And he knows it and we all know it. And, you know, I even, I, whatever. I even think with Lori Lachlan, like, if you look at her confession you know her her plea agreement she didn't say i cheated she said what i did was a privilege so it doesn't matter what the facts were really or if they were the crime of bill cosby there was a picture of him today people get mad because he was like smiling he looks awful he looks terrible and then people are probably saying on some sort of medication. Yeah. Yeah. And he's so old and he's blind. Like you don't even know what you're, you know, I think you, yeah, lose you know what he was looking at. Yeah. What you look like. And people are still, oh, he raped those women. He did not. He's not even accused of raping them. Right. So he's, he's getting smeared like that. I'm not defending Bill Cosby as a good guy or anything. Clearly he's a D bag. No, but, of course. but you're right though. Yet on the other end of Twitter, Twitter is collectively, there's the hashtag MeTubin, which I thought was pretty clever. <laughs> the great hashtag. Whoever came up with that, fantastic job. Because Jeffrey Tubin has been suspended, not fired, suspended by the New Yorker because he was caught pleasuring himself during a Zoom call. Now, here's Wait, how it went down. There's so many he? questions that you have. Who is he? Jeffrey Tubin is a commentator. He was one of Alan Dershowitz's students, famously, and he goes on CNN on a regular basis and just says the most sensational, we're talking Jim Acosta level sensational stuff. Just It's a joke. You don't even take it seriously. And he, he's, he just does PR stunts on CNN all the time to get attention. And he, a long time ago, got his friend's daughter pregnant, pressured her to have an abortion. He's not doesn't have the best history 
with, with women, and he was often out there pushing the Me Too stuff. So it was real hi- no. hypocrisy with him. Yeah. So he, was he watching somebody on the Zoom call? This is the story as I've heard it so far. They were doing uh. a simulation, not a stimulation. Maybe he got confused. <laughs> It was the New Yorker was doing an election simulation where you know they're wargaming out these scenarios. There was somebody playing Trump, there was somebody playing <laughs> Biden, and he was playing he was playing the courts. So he had he was supreme surplusage. That was my favorite word in law school because it sounded dirty. What that is that? Be, what is that? What, what is, is that surplusage? Surplusage. Yeah. It's a tough word to say, but we mm-hmm. my teacher couldn't say it without us giggling. It's when you include information within like an indictment or in a complaint that is just excess and and irrelevant. Got it. Yeah. Surplusage. Surplusage. Oh yes. my gosh, yes. that's not a real word. Yeah, okay. it is a real word, and um, we always giggled when my teacher would say it. But he's on the Zoom call. And during this call, they do a time, not a timeout, like a break. And they have 10 minute break. They had a 10 minute break and they have these little break rooms. My sister was telling me about these break rooms where you can go talk to your client through the, but you're still on a Zoom webcam. But you go to a break room. You know how in, in stream. Oh, it's a break room. Yes, my son has that. Yes. He has a one-on-one who the freaking right. So you can get out of the main room, right? But still, you're logged into Zoom. You know, ha- he he obviously didn't know how to use the break room, and so he pulls his, his laptop camera down, not to see his face, so pointing directly at his crotch area. What? You know, because he didn't want to show his face, just in what? case I better just show him the D. And do you 100% believe this story, or is he trying to get people to do this? Is he inventing virtual rape? I don't know why he would invent this. Maybe somebody else might. Maybe they hacked his webcam. to. Yeah, maybe they just knew if anyone was going to be doing it. My favorite part of the story is that 10 minutes later, he came back into the group room completely (laughs) unaware (laughs) that he'd been giving himself a, a, you know, a little handy time. So wait, so they carried on? From my understanding of the story. They should have lit that Zoom link on fire. I think that he carried on. But they carried on. As soon as one person saw it, they should have deleted that Zoom link. See, now that's the thing that makes me think that there's a chance that it wasn't real. I got it. I didn't like uh, I didn't investigate this myself but i'm just saying why why could you if that was happening even if we're in the middle of a live broadcast i would be like okay we've... i would like to know if they continued to finish the simulation you know, how did he go back in... no i'm sure they well i don't know but how did he get back in the room and they were all sitting there still watching maybe waiting maybe for him they to come were, on back maybe they were enjoying it maybe they were gonna pull their their cameras down themselves. that's the only thing that's weird is that like it should have everybody should just drop it's off not the only thing that's weird okay. because also they, Who signs up for this? He they must have had some serious dirt on him if this were a setup thing. This is the yeah, this is the response on Twitter. What's trending along with hashtag MeTubin <laughs> is Occam's Razor, and the little headline under that is a plea for empathy regarding reporter Jeffrey Tubin's inappropriate Zoom conduct starts a conversation around the around the line between what's an accidental mistake and what's worthy of punishment and mockery. Let me say this. This is absolutely worthy of mockery. If you've ever heard Jer- Jeffrey Tubin mockery. on CNN, all he does is just say nonsense. I mean, just lie. Hey, they would crucify to the point of PTSD a 14-year-old kid who did that. 
Or, or Tucker Carlson, somebody on the right, if story about yeah. this, it would be a completely different reaction. But I mean that, and if and we are responsible for things we do stupidly. You can't stupidly hurt somebody. It's a tort. You're not allowed to do that. You don't have to go to jail, but you have to make amends. But I, I'm coming up with a new hashtag right now: Tubin Snake Boogie. <laughs> well, that seems to be the for dance he was doing. ZZ Top fans, it's like a whole different. Who is sitting at their desk and they go, okay, we're going to take a five, 10 minute break and goes, well, better rub one out. I mean, who does that? <laughs> I know. That's why, I mean, the seam is, and he's 60. It's not like he's 14 where you would think it I might. I think he's so used to getting away with stuff that he just doesn't care. I, I, I My suspicion would be, now, I didn't actually authenticate by looking, I was going to say that, seeing the look in somebody's eyes, whatever. And I'm not saying he didn't do it. I'm just saying... I, you know, it could have been authentic, but it might not have been. I can't imagine anyone agreeing to be. Well, that's what I'm saying. He he might have been a child molester. They might have found kitty porn on his on yeah. his laptop. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then that, they were like, "Look, right. we we need somebody to maybe he's on take, Hunter Biden's laptop. From take now. Zoom up a up a peg because you had said this is what I'm thinking is that you had said." A long time ago, there will be VR rape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are people there, who have accused of, of sexual assault. In VR. Yeah. Is this sexual assault? That's a good question. And it gives pedos or sexual predators an idea. When Absolutely. you're in a Zoom call with your employee, how do you, you know, oh, oop, boop, boop, I thought I was in a breakout room. One more thing about the Tubin story. O.J. Simpson chimed in because everybody's chiming in. <laughs> and O.J. Simpson, who has either doesn't care or has just a complete lack of self-awareness, made a video where he looks at his cell phone camera and says, Damn, Jeffrey Tubin, at least Pee Wee Herman was in an X-rated movie theater. I'm just saying. And then Jake Tapper responded to O.J. Simpson's tweet saying, you murdered your wife and an innocent man in cold blood. No one really needs to hear from you ever. Wow. To, and then I, my thought is today, that's like the most Twittery day ever with this Jeffrey Tubin story. This is Well, that, that makes me think that the whole thing was a setup. Because for that guy to think he can come out saying that to somebody who was not convicted, you really open yourself up. And, yeah. and uh, I don't know. I think truth is a defense, but good luck proving that truth. I mean, there's no way Jake Tapper would write something like that and leave it up there without, I mean, I just don't believe it. Are you ready to try CBD products and see why so many people swear by everything from CBD oil to body lotion to muscle rub? TrueHempscience.com is at the ready with the highest quality products they developed over decades in the business and a lifelong pursuit of nutrition, health, and spiritual well-being. They are eager to introduce you to the CBD experience and so confident in their products, they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and a special offer for Propaganda Report listeners. To learn more about their company, their passion, and their products, go to truehempscience.com slash propreport. He was doing a lot of that blanket statements as of truth that have not been proven, not to the extent of O.J. Simpson, but... When it comes to Trump on Sunday, because he was interviewing Trump's daughter-in-law, and he was going at her hard. I mean, daughter-in-law, ex or current? Current. Is there 
Okay, I think so Eric's, Eric's wife. Eric, not daughter, Eric's wife, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. All right, well, uh, Trump was in the news for something else, which... Well, he's been in the news for the, the, sci- the war on science and attacking Fauci. They've amped up this narrative. Is that... Which you were? No, I just did. This is nothing. I mean, we can go back to the. I do want to talk about the COVID thing, but he said this. He said it on Rush, and he just said it on Fox that he wants more quote stimulus than Pelosi wants to give him. And of course, people are going to say so. That's well over two trillion dollars of just like additional spending. So we're already talking about a three trillion dollar deficit for the next year. I mean, it's just insane that anyone would say trust the plan. And they'll act like he's just a practical guy and everybody buys elections and why begrudge him when Democrats do it anyway. That's the kind of nonsense you hear from his supporters. It makes me nuts. But that in itself would be totally disgusting anyway. But the fact is, he's a bankruptcy guy. He goes into bankruptcy. He, The Simpsons said he would bankrupt this country. That's what he does. If he was there for a PSYOP, it would be to bankrupt the country. And that is what I see happening. And when you see, I have to say something about like what, what's happening to us right now, if I can have one moment. So think about, think about It's a Wonderful Life. If Mr. Potter wanted to own the town, what would he do? And actually, he basically effectively, he did something similar. This is what he would do. Sorry. He would get everybody to borrow as much money as they can. Oh, take a loan. It's like no interest. Just take it, take it, take it, take it. Well, how much do you have to pay every month? You can easily pay that. Look, like with your job, it's no problem. Take the loan. And then he manages to get everybody fired and blackballed. Gets everybody fired and you cannot work again. No matter how low your loan is, you are not going to make those payments. And guess who owns your house? Mr. Mr. Potter. Exactly. Very good. Yes, he does. So that is what I see is happening. I think the banks are going to win big. And this kind of driving us into bankruptcy is a part of that. Uh, And... But another thing is, if they really want to inflate the dollar, if they really want to collapse the dollar, they have to get, they have to find a way to get those dollars out into the system. And our dollars, it's kind of hard to intuit, but our dollars are debt. Our dollars don't exist without debt. They're created as a loan, as a, as a loan. So if they want to get it out there, they have to get the government or people or whatever to borrow it. That's how the banks create the extra money. So if they really want inflation, they need more debt. It is the craziest system and it's so clearly not sound, but that there's something's up. Trump's definitely in on it. And, uh, yeah, now they're and fighting would, over how much instead of not fighting over whether to do it. They're fighting over how much. Yeah. And a few people, when I tweeted that out, said that this was like totally played into the Great Reset. And so hashtag trust the reset. The Great Reset, one of the main things that they talked about was these green initiatives and these social initiatives. They're going, they're going to be required to be put in place and... People are only going to get the trillions of dollars of bailout money that they're going to be 
injecting around the world if they do these green and social justice initiatives. And they, they were talking in the trillions of the amount of money they're going to be giving people in business. I totally believe that. It was also an event 201. I remember before any of this happened, I said, it's so weird that so many of these seven calls calls to action revolve around money, internet, the IMF, lending money, 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 which is, of course, Trump's theme song. But an interesting quote in his Fox interview, for, uh, which I got off Fox News com. I didn't listen to the interview, but this is what it wrote in quotes, because this is my this is why he wants extra, because this is money going to people who did not deserve what happened to them. So you can look at that and say that he's blaming people for being on welfare. What a bad guy. But on the other hand, what he's actually doing is getting to people who would never buy into welfare, either as a giver or a taker. And they're saying, you know what? I My business collapsed. There's nothing I can do. My business collapsed. Thank God there's the safety net. Or my neighbor's business collapsed and mine didn't. Thank God for that. I will pay. Like, he's right. There's nothing you can do. There's no, it's not like being, living in a floodplain and getting flooded. You chose to live in a floodplain. Who could have seen this? But of course, it all goes down to the government does increasingly pathological things when it knows that the crazier it gets, the more power and money you give it. So it creates a pathocracy. It's what's called a moral hazard. So I mean, it is impossible to trust this guy anymore. I mean, it's just I don't know how people are convincing themselves that he's for reals. Especially when, you know, he doesn't believe in science. He before he has dinner at night, he doesn't bow his head and take a moment of science. He's (laughs) anti-science. He's anti. He doesn't trust the science. It's not the whether he's pro or anti-science has nothing to do with it. Does he trust the science? Answer the question. Do you trust the science? Well, do you become, trust the science? It's become believe in the science. It's it has morphed from really? trust to believe. Like in, that word. Yes, that is the word that Fauci used in sixty minutes, and that is what I heard Sanjay Gupta saying. Last night as well, believe in the science. Son, uh, what he said, Fauci said, is deep down, I think that I think that Trump believes in science, believes in science, and believes in is different from believes the. Uh, yeah, it's true. Believes in science is like believes in God, believes in religion. Yeah, I mean that's what they want. It all goes to the same thing, like the Hunter Biden thing, the truth and the facts. They want you, they want you to separate out. They don't want you to use critical thinking and evidence. They want you to trust to do that appeal to authority, the authority, the science. This is what Sanjay Gupta was saying on CNN last night when talking about the science. He said, there's science and there's anti-science clearly in this country more than he's ever seen before. So there's science group. There's anti-science. I've started to hear the word science denier started hearing that thrown out today. And then he went on to say there's a bright line that's been drawn between science and politics. No, there's not. Science is politics. It has been clearly politicized. And he said, what are the things people need to do to bring down this curve? Fauci and others said it. They said, you don't need to shut down things again. It's five things you need to do. Mask, social distancing, avoiding bars and large crowds, and washing your hands. Is that too much to ask people to give in order to you know, start returning what are to they? some sense Masks? of normalcy? Do what? What are they? Read it again. Masks. And this is what Sanjay Gupta was saying, all these things. Mask, social distancing. No. Avoiding bars. No. Large crowds. No. Avoiding large crowds. And washing your hands. And him and Tapper went on to have a conversation about how 
is this too much to ask of people? People it think is. that this is hard. It's hard on children who have to do remote learning. It's hard on the frontline workers. But, and as Tapper said, we're not really asking that much of adults. And yet, all of the people who want or anti shutdown are unwilling or will refuse to do any of these measures. It's, it's, it's maddening. That's it's what Tapper so- said. Clearly, it neutralizes both the mechanism for the First Amendment and the ability to exercise those rights. It's not just quibbling about semantics. It's not just the process. But I want I do want to revisit the Great Barrington. Let let me uh, tell you the the takeaway that that Gupta had. I think it goes right into the Great Great Barrington. Gupta said that right now this is where the country is. The country he compared it to. The country is a patient who is refusing treatment that the doctor is giving and then getting mad when the disease progresses. And as the doctor, what do you do now? Gupta says, this is where we are as a country. What do we do now when our when our patient, the country, is refusing treatment? We go for more aggressive treatment. That was Gupta's solution. That's very interesting. I'll tell you, this is where I think that's going. We hope you enjoy the show and that you help us support our sponsors. We love our sponsors. All of our sponsors are friends of the show, listeners to the show. You can go to our website, thepropreport.com, and at the top you can find our merch and a link to all the sponsors, a page with all the sponsors. So please keep them in mind for Christmas, for Christmas presents. And But if you do love the sponsors, but don't love commercials, don't have time for the commercials, then please consider joining us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Propaganda Report offers many very valuable tiers, including your baseline seven bucks a month for the DNB plus the patron 15. That's 45 minutes a day of commercial free content for every weekday that we publish uh, the daily news show. There's also higher tiers for going to the disappearing patron parties. We have early releases. We have a very robust and fun community over there. So check it out. And even if you don't, uh, if you, if you don't have any extra cash to spend or that's not the right time for you, please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcasting platform. Do that even if you do join Patreon and, uh, consider leaving a review that really helps in our searches. We really try to get up there in the search engine. We just want to get the, get the word out and don't forget to share the show on your social media. Thank you. So this great Barrington declaration, I think, so it came out, I talked about it yesterday and every, the first thing I saw was Elon Musk supports the great Barrington declaration. So I read it. I said yesterday, I agreed with everything in it. And But I immediately, like a flag went up, this is taint because of Musk. But it might be that he just tainted it on purpose because James, a friend of the show, he pointed out to me that the Great Barrington Declaration came from the AIER, which is the American Institute for Economic Research. And I believe they're affiliated with, I'm not sure, but the Library for Economic Liberty, I think it's called which I like. So these things, I mean, I'm not saying there's, there's not some ulterior motive that is supported by in a pure capitalist. I don't know. I don't care. They have really good <laughs> libertarian stuff. And this Great Barrington Declaration is a really good position. And I think I understand it a little bit better now. I believe that these guys are sincere. The authors have, if you want an appeal to authority, these authors were are really 
unassailable, I think. They're in they're doctors and rele- and scientists in relevant fields. One from Harvard, one from Oxford, one from Stanford. Those are the authors. Ten thousand quote scientists have signed off on it. And just so you know what it says, they they are saying that lockdowns will actually result in excess morbidity over time. Like it will not even be a net benefit health wise, that it's really a travesty, unacceptable to keep kids out of school. And that if we use focused protection where you take the vulnerable and you take care of them, insulate them, cater to them, make sure they are safe, but then take the people who are not any more vulnerable to dying of this as they are to dying of anything else who are healthy and able to withstand infection. We don't have a vaccination. So let them go out in the community and help herd immunity, which they define as the rate at which new infections is stable. So that can be helped by a vaccine, they say. And they, but they say it's also good for healthy people to kind of bring that level up. And, and it doesn't say, but there's also the argument that that will help make it less virulent because it's got more exposure. That's how that kind of stuff works. So my feeling is <clears throat> that it is now okay to say this. Trump was saying lockdowns. Um, the World Health Organization came out pulling back on that. Elon Musk said, Sweden is right. And well, Fauci uh, said that during the 60 yeah. Minutes thing. He just, But he said you need to do all those other things that we talked about a moment ago. Yep. So, and these are, these guys are not saying that. They said, go back to your normal life. And I think they're right. And then I heard air travel is literally that the air, the filters make the air on planes cleaner than in a sterile operating room. That's very hard for me to believe. But my, but what I think is happening is, and then of course, just for the zinger, Google shadow banned it, supposedly. They deny it, but like, you know, that makes it seem so valid. And actually I like it. It's it to me, if if it's it's one of those things where even if it, it's meant to have some ulterior purpose, it's still good. But the problem I have is if phase two is marked by not lockdowns, but targeted isolation because they're I'm they are concentration camps. Isolation facilities are concentration camps. They concentrate people who have it or may have been exposed to it. They concentrate them in camps of people. And and if they are doing that and they are taking away people who are positive, Canada's talking about this, Australia, all of our English speaking brethren, <clears throat> they may also target people who who demonstrate a higher risk of infection by not paying the proper deference to the recommendations or the rhetoric. And that's what I'm afraid of. That seemed to be the theme underlying Sanjay Gupta's and Tapper's talk on CNN last night. Yeah, and it just makes me nervous because... Uh, or it's superior for them because like they talked about in a report from Iron Mountain, just re- just killing like all the young men in war isn't the best way to reduce the population. You might rather reduce the population by killing old people or sick people. It literally says that. I mean, that, that's not a quote, but that is the message in there if you were to go look at it. And then and then but what it doesn't say, I don't think. But what this could achieve, they've already done that phase of old and sick people are going to get killed by this. But what it would also do is take out free thinking people, people who are willing to speak up. And you could actually say that you are a problem because that kind of talk is dangerous, which is what Event 201 was saying. And we've already been in that mindset where 
you don't have to actually do anything and you don't have to cause any actual damage to be accused of or even convicted of a crime. That's where like kind of hate speech and censorship and stuff gets you. And that's what so and that's what like red flag laws. I've been saying it all the time. If you cannot, if they don't have to prove damages or an action, they can take people out for anything. All right. In the patron 15, I'm going to tell you about Trump's latest support from the rap community. And I also want to encourage people to go check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Brad Binkley, where I just posted a fake interview that not a fake interview, a fake debate that I moderated between Kamala and Vice President Pence, where you reveal who QAnon is. And those are always very funny. Thank you. So I encourage people to look at that and you should push it through the Patreon feed. I will. Yeah, shoot it out to people too. because they'll like that. It'll be easier to grab. And uh, I did predict a connection between COVID and 5G. Maybe not what other people were thinking about, but I'll tell you, I think that I was right about that one. All right. You guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron and share the show Tuesday. So share the show. Share it with a friend. Leave us a review. And we should tell people that I think we have a new Rockfin video up. We do. And that chick talks about some of the stuff um, that's in the news about the Russian hacking. Let's talk about that in the Patreon 15. It's about what might happen leading up to domestic terrorism and aggression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So check that out. And we will talk to you all tomorrow. 